It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with your hosts, Chucky G and Karen Frazier. We're live. Hi, Karen. Guess what? We're live. We went off to a bumpy start because we started talking about stuff. And see, this is what happens. We're talking about the lovely women that I have to work with here. The lovely Mm -hmm. women. There you go. See? I did it right. Yes. Are you proud of me? I am proud of you. That was good. That was growth, Chuck. (laughs) Thank you. So what's new in the life of Miss Frazier or Mrs. Frazier? Because you are married, so. Yeah, um, nothing. Huh? Nothing? No, I went to see Tanner on Monday. That was thrilling. I'm starting a new cookbook uh, next week. That's thrilling. What, what kind of cookbook is it? this one going to be? Um, so this one is, uh, I've written two of them before, but this is another. It's a low FODMAP cookbook. It's for people who have um, irritable bowel syndrome. It's to calm oh. down their intestines. Oh, well, I guess everybody needs a cookbook, right? I mean, for everybody. Mm-hmm. everybody. And it's a really, it's a pretty restrictive diet. So for people who are on the diet, it, you know, they want tasty food. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I have the, uh, I have the, uh, meta, the meta physical fit fest in Yorkville here next, uh, Saturday, July 23rd. It's, I think from eight, uh, from noon to 8 PM. They're going to have like, you know, a meditation and yoga and crystal bowls and drum circles and all that kind of stuff. So they were gracious enough to ask me to host it for the day. So uh, if anybody lives in the area of Yorkville, Illinois, please come visit us because it's going to be a lot of fun. It it, it gets a lot of people there. Uh, There's there's like three different – there's two sections of stuff going at the same time. And they have the main pavilion where they have entertainment and, you know, bands and stuff going on there. So it's, it's a constant all day. So it's going to be fun. It was kind of nice that they asked it me. So like it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Gosh, Great. that sounds enjoyable. Wish I lived closer. I know. So Alas, do I. don't. Alas, you don't. And, you know, tonight we have a, a guest that was from uh, Patrick's uh, neck of the woods, correct? Well, Patrick recommended, um, her to us and i'm excited because i don't think we've ever had a show that was specifically about ouija boards before no and her name is karen a dolman uh it, do you say it like i always say the author of the spirits of a ouija you say a ouija or ouija ouija, ouija. all right i thought it was a ouija you can say right. ouija if you want okay four decades of communication shows you're the spirit of creativity embodying your soul's passion and the spirit of alchemy secret teachings of the sacred reunion so i i'm excited to talk about oh ouija. see robin ouija. marie says ouija yeah that's what i thought it was ouija that's what i thought i say so, ouija that's okay I'm, I'm yeah i'm definitely we have never had any we have never really talked to anybody about this this is going to be a very interesting show I'm looking forward to it. So, um, you know, and, you know, if she's the guest of Patrick's, then I'm sure she'll be awesome because Patrick's awesome. He's okay. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Cover your mic. I think Poor Patrick. We have just absolutely um, ruined the guy. We, we Yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah. We just put yeah, so much he's on. now I, he's now a live listener. We sucked him into our world. We did. That's good. We like that. I mean, we we love we love our podcast listeners, but you know, it's fun to have live listeners too. Yes, and we want to say hello to all the listeners. Of course, we should. We, we, I'm going to make that a th- hello, listeners. How are you? 
Hiya, listeners. Hiya, listeners. If you want to say hi, doing? type in hi. Type in hi so we can see you right there. I said, I typed in, I said hello earlier. No, I'm, talking to you. I'm talking to them. Oh, well, they're on a delay, so it'll take them a minute to type it in. So it looks like nobody's okay. responding to you. And oh, maybe they're not, but they are on a delay. I don't think you like me tonight. <laughs> me? Yeah. Why don't you think I don't like you? No, I'm just feeling that. I'm just feeling some vibe. I don't know. I always like you, Chucky. I know. I like you too. And I like the fact that you sent me that awesome cookbook, which I'm going to force my son to start cooking me stuff out of it. And oh. then, uh, oh, the necklace. That is some. Oh, and you would be proud of me with the Reiki really quick because yeah. I was doing it with my daughter. And she's like, <laughs> I can't. She no, goes, say it another oh, way. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Say it another way. All right. I was showing her how it works. And she no, said, beside it another. I was providing Reiki to my daughter. Oh, my God. And she'll shake her head. You two are something else tonight. It's usually me. It's them tonight, folks. So, yes, I was providing Reiki healing to my daughter. How's that? Is that good? Mm-hmm. That's good. Cool. That and so, you know, I was doing it. And you know how I told you, like, your hands get to just get hot. It's like a weird heating pad. I don't understand. It's crazy. So I'm, like, doing it. And I go, can you feel it? Like, through your, you know, because she has a shirt. And I'm like, can you? She's like. Oh my God, Dad! It's getting really, really hot. Oh my God! She's like, and then all of a sudden she's like, stand, you know, because I was trying to get her to sit down. She don't want to, so she's standing. There. All of a sudden she's like, "All right, now I'm getting dizzy. Now I'm like, you know, getting. I mean, that's the energy, you know." She's like, "I am just like, you're making me dizzy, you know." So, but it, I mean, it helped. You know what I mean? Always so, keep her a cool beverage afterwards. Yes, um, and, you know, and and kind of cool down. But yes, yeah, so it actually she uh, she's allowed me to you know uh, show her a couple of different times. Um, in places that are, you know, she's in pain with, and it actually works, and I think that's really cool. I think it's crazy how it just heats up like it that. Works. Well, no, but I mean, in a way that, you know, I understand the healing aspect, but I'm just saying the way it gets your hands just like. It's I just know. Explaining. Well, I know when I was when I was doing uh, the attunement and the teaching it to you, you just kept saying, "Well, I don't think it's going to work for me," and I just yeah. said, "You know what, Chuck? It works for anybody who gets attuned to it." So, yes, no, so now. Like, are you a believer now? Oh, I'm a believer now, yeah. Because it's like walking around with two heating pads on the ends of my arms. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. I'm, yeah, it's it awesome. is cool. So, um, other than that, I mean, that's all that's going on around here, you know, doing the, the, the fit fast and, you know, making friends and, you know. Making friends, influencing people. It's yeah. all good. Mm-hmm. So, before I get to the, you know, the stuff, Cheryl, anything you want to add? Anything you happening in your neck of the woods over there? No. There you go. And there you have it, folks. The answer from Miss Knight Wilson. No. How's the okay. new tattoo? Oh, healing it's good. It's, okay. it's, yeah, it's healing up pretty good. It's all like I was itching today because it's been out in the sun. But yeah, it's healing. It, it uh-huh. actually healed faster than my other one. I'm not really sure about that worked, but yeah. Well, I'm focused. getting mine in mid-August. Is my next tattoo? I have it already. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I got one more to go. I'm going to do the arm here. Just not sure what I want to do yet. I have a few ideas, but one of them is really expensive, so I don't know if I'll do that one. So, but yeah. I have some. One more to go. Mm, oh, I oh, lied. Nah, you did. I you lied. Got? Guess what I'm doing yeah. tomorrow? Are you, uh, singing. Uh, singing. Would you like us to guess? Yeah, I mean, really. the concert. Get, you get um, one guess, and Chuck, no. I think you are <laughs> driving to Atlanta, Georgia. No, but that's a good guess. We're actually Thank driving you. to Knoxville. To see something at the movies. Ghostbusters? Yes. Ah, why are people so cranky about this new Ghostbusters? I don't know. I'm not cranky about it. I never saw the first one, so. 
you know. Oh, fuck. Good. I think it's gonna be sure. awesome. You gotta let me know if you gotta let me know if you see that in the movie. You that's know. That's why. Yeah. That's. Mm-hmm. I'm anxious. If you come back freaking out, I'll be like, "Oh my god, that'd be so cool." Yeah, that would be very cool. Be- well, right, well guess- you're gonna have what? to text me if it shows up in the movie. Have the text yep. ready and send it to me. Take a picture of the screen and send it yep. to me. Okay, both of us. But yeah, I don't have a smartphone. Okay. Oh, but my I think my dumb phone has a camera on it. My dumb phone? I yeah, call it a dumb phone. It's a base call really called phone? a basic phone, but it's a dumb phone. It's not a dumb phone. All right. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Well let's see. Carol, some days I wish I didn't have a smartphone. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Mm. Sometimes my phone's not so, so smart. So wait, how is Chad what? playing Pokemon Go if you don't have smartphones? Ah, it's Pokemon. Well on the on the on the tablet except for um we canceled the, the data plan today because of issues with the provider. Uh. I don't like our phone provider anymore. Mm-hmm. So he was playing on the tablet, which had a data plan. All right. Got it. Yep. Pokemon yep. Go. Okay. <laughs> Pokemon Go. And there's the last words of Cheryl. Pokemon Go. Well, so many oh, weird geez. things are happening with this Pokemon Go. I mean, first of all, people who haven't seen the light of day in years are outside all of a sudden, which is interesting in and of yes. itself. But I, people are using it to lure people to, like, rob them, I guess, because you, like, somehow can lure people to certain places. I don't know. Oh, I don't my understand God. Really? It. I didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people yeah. have had accidents and two guys fell off a cliff. Yep. Here's oh. my advice. So so I don't really understand the that stuff, but I would just say people look up from your phone. Be careful. People- Two people fell off a cliff? Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, it's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm, Hell, sh- well, I'm sure more dead. than that has use, happened, but yeah. Use common dead. sense. Look up from your phones, folks. Yeah, I would think that would be common mm-hmm. sense. Okay. All right, Cheryl, I'm ready when you are. Um, Yeah, about that. I, I didn't load it up, so why don't you just go for it? She was busy loading up the things that I sent her. Oh, Sorry. 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 <laughs> I'm just going to take over the show. Here we go. I, All right. You know what? Next week. When the world gets be weird and things Are you ready? When the world gets weird and things don't make any sense. It's news of the strange and the odd, odd, odd. There you go. I know. I was just doing it with you. It was like stereo. It was. I'm sorry. Did okay. I hurt your feelings? All right. Okay. So anyways, this one was sent to me by somebody named Karen Frazier. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's 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 from the uh, weekendweird.com. It's kind of sad. Um, famous ghost hunter dies in mysterious circumstances after negative force enters his life. Okay, so here's how it goes. Uh, hopefully, I'll say his name with some honor. You know, uh, paranormal investigator and star of sci-fi's haunted Australia, uh, Gaurav Tiwari, was discovered unconscious on July 7th, only to pass away shortly thereafter in what investigators are calling mysterious circumstances. Fellow ghost hunter, on on the other hand, are blaming a negative force that they believe have recently taken a hold of his life. The 32-year-old founder of the Indian Paranormal Society claimed to have over 6,000 investigations under his belt during his seven years as a paranormal investigator. Not only lent his ghost hunting talents to the series Haunted Australia, but the local Haunted Weekend series as well. After his family heard a loud thump, in the bathroom last Thursday, Tarari was discovered unconscious and was rushed to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. Though his own father is, is not a believer of ghosts, he did comment that the circumstances surrounding his son's death were very mysterious. Garav told his wife a month ago that a negative force was pulling him towards it. He recently told the Times of India. He had said he was trying to control it but seemed unable to do so. 
My daughter-in-law ignored it, thinking he was just depressed due to the work overload and did not tell us about it at all. Police have named the official cause of death asphyxia, stating that the body was discovered with a dark bruising that circled the throat due to a cord wrapped around his neck. This particular detail has many paranormal investigators suspecting that the supernatural may have had a part to play in the death of the young man. News of his death has saddened the paranormal community and had many take it to Facebook to share their sympathies with his family and friends. A date for his funeral has not yet been set. So I found it interesting because they said all that, but they didn't say like they, uh, they didn't, uh, they, uh, they, I know they said they, due to a cord wrapped around his neck, was the cord there? I mean, what, how do they feel it's mysterious then if the cord's there and everything? I mean, is it just? I don't know. What I find, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry for the guy's death, but honestly, yes. one of the things that I find really um, strange about the story is mm-hmm. that the claim that he did 6,000 investigations in three years, because in three years, if you did an investigation a day, it would be like 2,500. You were calculating. I saw you with your... Yeah, I know. Okay. I got my calculator out because I thought okay, that yeah. math doesn't sound 7, right. 7,000, too. Not even six. It was 7,000. So don't, like even... do, don't make me do math. Okay, no problem. But yeah, I, I agree. But, and I, yeah. I understand where the mysterious circle... I mean, oh, see, Robin Marie said the same thing. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, but I mean, you know, at the same time, I'm sorry that the guy's passed. I did like Haunted Australia. I, I thought it was too. a really cool show. I never um, saw it. Okay, it's really, it's really good. Um, okay, so the next one is Black Eyed Girl. Dramatic paranormal activity. Here's the one for you, Cheryl, because you know how you like the black eyed kids and all that, okay? Yes, so this is just something that's on there, but there's no like names connected to it, so... We don't know, uh, real, not real, whatever, but here's how it goes. So it starts off, one day I heard my younger brother in his room carrying out a conversation, which was weird because as we were alone at home, I went to see who he was talking to. There was no one there, so I asked him who he was talking to. He said the little girl with the black eyes. I asked where she was, and he said that she had left. I thought he was just lying. About a week later, we started hearing voices and footsteps. It would be sleeping with my blanket. I would be sleeping with my blanket covering me, and I would wake up with them folded at the bottom of my bed. My sister got scared one night and crawled into bed with me. As she was getting into my bed, I woke up, so I turned on my TV. I also turned on my light to find a remote. I left the light on along with the TV. Right when we were both drifting off to sleep, my door slammed shut, which is also almost impossible as I always have a basket full of books in front of the door so it doesn't close. Then the light shut off, and my TV picture went off with static noise. I got up and went to the door. I tried to open it, but it was like someone was holding the door handle from the outside. My sister and I started to scream when my mom came and opened the door. As she did, the light turned back on and the TV picture came back. We had a a priest bless the house, but the activity continues. The house was built in 2003, and no one has ever been shown to have died there. We need help. And then it says, recent update of 2016. The family decided recently to move out of the house. That's all it said. But I just thought it was weird that people would just... Put that up there because, you know, I don't know. How do you know? You know what I mean? How do you know if that's real or not real? Plus, I don't understand where the black-eyed girl, like, I mean, he said he was talking to a black-eyed girl, but then after that, the rest of the story didn't, like, go back to it. You know what I mean? And there's some mythology in there as well. Well, the house is new and nobody's died there. Well, that doesn't mean it. It has nothing to do with it, right? Exactly. Right. You know, it's like, I don't understand, you know. So I think it's kind of like a... A prefab story, but I just thought it was weird because they said the black-eyed girl, so I just figured I'd there bring you go. it up. So, there you go. So, I mean, uh, uh, the other one I'll save for next week because it's kind of long, so we don't really have a lot of time. So We have we'll 10 just... minutes. We have 10 minutes still? Are you sure? All right. That's what my thing says. Well, if you want to do this, okay, here we go. All right. You want me to so pull last, out my calculator and start making no, calculations? No, start calculating. Maybe type shell oil by and turn it upside down, you know? <laughs> 
Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, so this one is 22 school, girl, school girls suffer mass demonic possession and foaming at the mouth after playing the game of Charlie Charlie. Now, you've heard this, right? The Charlie Charlie is, game. What is Charlie Charlie the one with the pencils? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And the, the movie, like, Gallows, I think, was kind of based loosely on that. Okay, so here's what they say. The children were screaming and writhing, and writhing in a dramatic incident in Columbia. One claimed she saw a man in black in her vision in this chilling moment that's told that's told 22 schoolgirls ages between 12 and 15 suffered mass demonic possession after playing a game of Charlie Charlie. The children were screaming, they were hallucinating, and even foaming at the mouth. One victim claimed she could see a man dressed in black while possessed, and locals are praying against witchcraft as authorities warn against playing the game. The traumatic incident happened on Saturday in the uh, Choco region of Colombia, which borders with Panama. The children were rushed from the school to a medical center in Novita, all suffering with the same symptoms. Chaotic scenes can be seen on the video footage taken at the hospital, which shows children being held down while flailing around on the floor, evidently. Local news reports that the incident occurred during the school day when girls from different classrooms became acting, became acting strangely, as well as suffering seizures and fainting. It was reported that they were playing a game of Charlie Charlie, a simplified version of the Magic 8-Ball, where teenagers use balanced pencils to produce answers to questions they ask. At first, just four teenagers were taken to the health center by their teachers, but minutes later, other groups followed, putting stress on the emergency department's resources. Parents told the media that all girls were screaming and writhing around. Uh, the doctor said they came in screaming, mumbling incoherently, hallucinating, and foaming at the mouth. After conducting several medical tests to rule out disease, intoxication, or use of hallucinogenic substances, experts failed to uncover any consistent health problems whatsoever, and the girl's vital signs returned to normal. One of the girls is said to explain that what she saw while she was possessed. She said, okay, there was a man in black. We already established that. And he, was, and he said that a child had the sheet with red letters. And if he burned the sheet, we'd kill them all, which I'm not sure what that means. Local mayor asked villagers to reclaim, to remain calm, and not to allow this case to develop into collective hysteria. Authorities have been visiting every child affected along with spiritual advisors. Uh, local pastors, meanwhile, pray against the witchcraft. According to RCN, something similar happened last year when seven girls from this region had been treating for odd behavior playing the same game, Charlie Charlie. Um, so that's basically the story. And I, I mean, I've seen... The Charlie. Charlie I, I sure wish that they would check for environmental exposure before they blame it on. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they else. checked. They checked the kids for all that, but they didn't check the the the, the building. I didn't hear anything yeah. about it. So yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, okay. And, and why would when when was Magic Eight Ball ever like? Or it could just be mass hysteria. Yeah, Magic Eight. Yeah, but you know, um, little different country, little different. Well, yeah, the yeah, and there's, when I start so, talking about witchcraft, I'm like, well, I don't even think Charlie Charlie is really to do with witchcraft, is it? I suspect, I suspect, probably mass hysteria would be um, a, an appropriate explanation for it. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. I would, agree. I would agree. Yeah, and that's the first thing I thought. I said, well, they talked, like I said, they talked, they talked about, um, uh, you know, the checking the kids out, but you know, check out the building, see what's going on, you know, because if it's happened before, then hello, you know, there might be something to it, you know, so, but I don't know. I've tried the Charlie Charlie thing with the pencils and then I didn't really get much out of it. So, you know, I don't know, but, you know, I figured it kind Maybe of, we can ask our guest yes, who is a exactly. Ouija board. There, I said it right. A that's, Ouija board yeah. expert. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I figured I'd tie that. I had that story because I figured it kind of ties into Ouija. <gasps> Look at 
Look at you being all clever and crap. <laughs> What's that? Well, I try to be so, but yeah, I, I do. I want to ask her uh, what she thinks about that. Cause it's just different forms of the same, you know, plus I like that. I, I still like, there's lots of questions I like to ask her, like, you know, EVPs versus talking boards or spirit boards or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Scrying, you know, where are we at? Mm-hmm. With all- there's a lot of you questions. Know, I have, I have dappled with them all pulling a, pulling a, um, card, a tarot card. Yeah. There you go. Same thing. Oh, see, Cheryl says Ouija too. Mm-hmm. It's, I was, I was told it was a Ouija. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. French. I believe it's French. It, uh, well, that's, there's more than one explanation for it. I actually wrote a, an article, mm-hmm. um, about it for the magazine several years ago. Okay. And one of the explanations is that it's French, it's French and uh, something else like Russian or Spanish. Yeah, right. Yes, yes. And it means yes, yes. Yes. Um, but there are other, other explanations for the name as well. Okay. Well, I guess we'll just ask the expert and she'll be able to tell us. Yes. See, there we go. All right, so Cheryl, you about ready to break, or do we need to kill four minutes somehow? Yeah, do we need to do the the, the like all the ads and stuff, or are we ready for the? Hey, we can go to break early break. if you want. Yeah, let's go to break early. I'm I need to wet my whistle. My throat's a little dry. Ooh. So stick around, everybody. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on MixLR. We'll be right back. Hey, great T-shirt. I've heard of that place. It's really supposed to be haunted. You wear such cool t-shirts. You must have been, what, to every haunted spot in the country? Well, not really. I'm a member of hauntedshirtclub.com. I get a great t-shirt from a different haunted place every month, along with an info card with photos and stories and more. I can hardly wait to open it every month. Wow, I have to check that out. Hauntedshirtclub.com, right? Yep, that's it. Hey, everyone, it's Karen Frazier, co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. Thanks for listening to the show. You've probably read my column in Paranormal Underground Magazine. I write columns about energy healing, metaphysics, and also dream interpretation. But did you know I also am an author of multiple books about metaphysics and the paranormal? You can learn more about the books that I've written on my website, authorkarenfraser.com. That's author, Karen, K-A-R-E-N, Frazier, F-R-A-Z-I-E-R.com. Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine. And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions. If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. My name is Daryl E. Berry Jr., longtime practitioner, researcher, and explorer of things metaphysical, mystical, and cutting edge, and founder and director of Next Density, a research, education, and development effort for personal and thus global progress, transformation, and development. My current and upcoming books include Travel Far, Classes on A Course in Miracles, and Next Density. For my books and other writings, videos, interviews, public talks, and workshops, and to schedule for consultations, classes, and courses, visit DarylEBerryJr.com or NextDensity.org. Next Density. Change yourself. 
Hey everyone, if you can't get enough of Paranormal Underground, then I've got good news for you. We're on social media. You can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, and I think even on MySpace, and nobody has a MySpace page anymore. So check out Paranormal Underground on your favorite social media site today. just found it right here on paranormal underground radio in the dark join me chucky g and my awesome co-host karen frazier for topics ranging from the metaphysical to the unexplained that's right every thursday night at 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern and other times in the flyover states on MixLR, we will delve into all things paranormal and along the way we'll, we hope to entertain you and have a few laughs as well so join us on paranormal underground radio in the dark exploring the unexplained we are back. This is Paranormal Learn Radio in the Dark with your hosts, Chucky e. G and Karen Frazier, along with our wonderful guest, Miss Karen Dolman. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hi, Karen. Chuck. Karen, Karen. Karen. Yeah. Karen, hi, Karen. hi, you guys. That's right. Hi. That's not going to be confusing at all. When Cheryl called Karen and she no. said, Karen, I said, what? <laughs> well, we both can answer the questions. That'll be fun. Um, <laughs> I'm not really a, a Ouija, Ouija expert. So let's start off with that, shall we? Why are there so, because we were having at the top of the show, a little conversation about how to pronounce it. And Cheryl and I have both, uh, and we're West Coasters, so maybe that's why it's always been Ouija. But that's not correct, yeah. I understand. Well, really now you can say it anyway, Ouija or Ouija, but it's truly pronounced Ouija. If you want to use the real pronunciation, it's not because we, you hear this, this is a wives tale about the we stands for French. Yes. And the ja stands for yes. in German, that, that, that's not, that's, that's not even true. Um, but you can, you, because it's become a, a popular icon in our, in our uh, culture and it's, everybody's so used to hearing it as called Ouija, you can say that, but I tend to say Ouija because I'm saying it the way it really is meant to be said. So if it's if it's not the ya, the yes yes what what does the name Ouija come from then? Ooh, this is a great story. So back in the beginning days when they first created crafted this tool, this is back in 1890. The 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 founders of the board, um, members of the board, the founders of the board had a session. They did a seance session and they asked the board itself or the spirits of the board, what would you like to be called? And it spelled out the word O U I J A. And they said, what does that mean? And they spelled out, it spelled out good luck. And at that moment, Helen Peters, who's one of the, is the female founder of the board. She was also kind of a psychic too. She took this locket off her neck, opened it up and said, oh my gosh, and showed a picture to them of this woman. And it said, O-U-I-D-A, Weida. Now, Weida was a pen name, uh, a very famous writer back in the turn of the century. She was writing under a feminist kind of writer, and her name was Weida. So she, they said, were you thinking about that? And she said, no, I wasn't thinking about that. But they decided because the board said that, that was going to be the name. And they actually patented it under um, Ouija, and they patented it under Egyptian Good Luck Board as well. Was that the Robert Fold Company or the William Fold Company or something? Were they the original? Um, William Fold, okay, who had the original patent was, was a, um, 
a different company. It was Kennard. It was it was a Kennard Novelty Company. And then William Fold was a varnisher at the company. And when he started moving up the ranks, eventually he took the helm because they started giving off their shares of the company to him eventually. So he took the helm about, I don't know, I think it was like about 10, 12 years later. It was a while later. And then he eventually had the company himself and it was the William Fold com Company at that time. But originally mm -hmm. it was Kennard Novelty Company that had the patent. Yeah, I did some, um, I had a friend who brought me an, a really old Ouija board and she, and so I did some research into it. She brought it to me because her mother thought it was evil and she wanted me to check and make sure it wasn't. <laughs> so well, what'd you find out? <laughs> uh, well, of course it wasn't evil. It, it, it's a, a board. Um, right. But, but it, uh, so, but I was researching all of the differences because I was trying to pinpoint the age of it. And it was like this one year where they still had the ma the wood, the board was still wood, the planchette still had the nail, and it was wood. I mean, and it was like only one or two years that they made it that way. It's just interesting. So I, I did all this research oh. into how, how it's changed over the years. And that was kind of fascinating. And what, a, I mean, it's cool. The history of it is really cool. The history is so so interesting. In fact, you have a whole group of the, the Talking Board Historical Society uh, started by Robert Murch, who is the world's authority a historian on the Ouija board. And you can learn a lot about the Ouija board by visiting his websites. Um, Williamfold.com is one of them. And I highly recommend people who are interested in learning the history and also to look up your boards and find out what year your board is. My oldest board I just added to my collection is a, circa 1891-92. They were first made in 1890. Yeah, it's hanging yeah. on. Wow. Cool. Yeah, that's this old. one was like 1940 something. Oh yeah, I have a few of those too. I I have a total of 18 Ouija boards now, and I and I hang uh, 15 of them on my walls. They're decor. Wow. They're beautiful artwork. <laughs> yeah. So my actual my favorite Ouija board story, and I'm I'm sure you have researched this and can tell me more about it than I know, is the patient's worth. Ah, uh, yes. That's a wonderful story. Um, the Patience Worth story is great because um, she was actually the woman that was channeling the, the, the um, oh gosh, it's in my book, gosh. But the Patience Worth, she was actually a woman who was not very educated and she started channeling through the Ouija board this brilliant uh, broken Engl uh, English, uh, old century English writing that was true to the dialect, the tone and, and the words that this woman, there's no way she would have known. And she was she was writing, uh, winning, uh, award-winning uh poetry and books under the name of, of the pen name. And so it was really quite fascinating to see that she could bring forth this information and people thought, well, you know, how is she doing this? She said, well, I'm doing it to the board. She used the board for such a long time. She got to the point where she could pick up pen and start writing, let the spirits write through her. She believed it was reincarnated, or not reincarnated, excuse me. She believed it was a spirit that had died and come back through her and was talking to her through the board. Other people want to say maybe it's her subconscious mind digging up into some kind of past memory or something. You know, either way you look at it, it's phenomenal the stuff this woman could write with an eighth grade education and no knowledge of this old dialect, English dialect that nobody knows about. So it's, it's a brilliant story. You could read about that too more online as well. So my question, and I don't know if you know this or not, has um, patients ever showed up again since this first person? Not that I've yeah. heard of. Yeah, I don't think I, she showed up again. Although you'll hear people talking. Um, she uh, wrote some writings and people say, oh, it's very similar to this so-and-so who wrote this or something. But you'll hear of people saying they're channeling, not her, but but um, channeling like other spirits that people, like, for example, Jane Roberts started on a Ouija board who channeled Seth. Right. You'll 
people there say that they're channeling Seth now themselves. I've, I've heard many people say they do it on the board or they channel Seth, you know, through their voice. So you do get people saying that they're also tapping into these energies. And, and quite honestly, I believe that's possible to do that. It's just an energy. And why couldn't more than one person tap into these different energies? Right. With them. Right. Very cool. And see, these are the stories I like to hear about Ouija boards because of course, you know, the Ouija board has such a controversial reputation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I believe, and you probably can tell me where it comes from. I think it all comes from the movie, the exorcist myself, (laughs) but why, why do they have such a controversial reputation? Well, I think that is a great place to start. And the book came out before that, but in 1973, December 26th, when the exorcist movie was released, um, you know, that there was that minute and a half section uh, of where Reagan's using the board, talking to Mr. Howdy. Captain Howdy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Who became Panzuzu later on, supposedly. So I think that brought it up. That brought up the fear. I think also, too, anytime anybody says they can go in and go out there and speak and communicate, um, especially with uh, energies and sources, and you can't prove it other than people will say you're, you're pushing a planchette, there's this stigma of, well, that can't be true, so I'm not going to believe it. Or people are afraid of it because, like you said, we're talking about earlier, your friend gave you the board because there was a fear factor behind it. And and, and that could be because of what they're told from a religion or what they're told from their family, what they see in the movies, what they see in Hollywood today. It can also be because the board truly has, you know, these symbols on it. It's kind of mystical looking. Um, it it kind of plays to our imagination, and so it, it doesn't come with really instructions. It used to have instructions on the back of the board and the back of the box. Now the instructions are very simple, like sit there with your partner and ask questions. Will he date me? Will I pass my eighth grade class? You right. Know? Will he love me? And things like that. Where it, It's such a, a, a more valuable tool and a, a far-reaching tool than that. But when you first get it, there's no instructions. And it makes it so you just have to project onto it what you want it to be. And I think with that, our imaginations are amazing faculties within ourselves that we can really create an, almost anything in our mind. And so I think we want to project our fears on, on the board. And a lot of people will say, you know, something bad happened to me. Oh, I have a Ouija board in my closet. That's right. My grandmother gave to me and it's sitting in there. Oh, that's why I had a flat tire today. And I make a, <laughs> I make a joke out of it, but I hear so many things blamed on the board because it's yeah. easier to blame it on the board. Something that's mysterious and really, you don't really know quite about quite what it is and, and what kind of tool it is to blame that and take responsibility for yourself. But right. the board kind of calls to that because it plays upon, you know, these fears in our imagination just by the way it looks. Yeah. And the fact that you can talk to the dead through it, supposedly. Right. right? Well, but one of the phenomena that I actually had never heard of until, so we were using it one night, and and I very seldom um, use the Ouija Ouija board just because um, I like to use lots of tools. Right. Um, And so we were using it one night, and we kept having um, something, and it would say Z-O, 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 Z-O. And I thought, well, that's really weird. It's not working. It's stuck in a loop. And we just kind of turned the planchette over and, and went about our night and did other things. And then I was driving home like about two weeks later and was listening to, uh, George Norrie. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, might've even been like Rosemary Ellen Guili who was, was on or something. It was Rosemary. Uh-huh. And she was talking about this Zozo thing. And I was like, oh, wait, that's a thing. 
<laughs> so tell me about this. Well, okay, I'm not the authority on it. Um, I haven't yeah. done the research they've done. Um, and I I do work the board with Rosemary. We're, we're dear friends. And I also know Darren Evan really well. Um, we're friends as well. And those two are the ones that wrote the book together. Um, supposedly there's a phenomenon, and I'm going to call it a phenomenon. I, I do not believe it's a real entity. I believe okay. it's an energetic field. It's like an archetypal energy that we could project our fears upon and then use that to manifest or create something like a tulpa. Um, right. it, it, but doesn't mean that it, it's fake to people in their mind and their world. It becomes real to them where they start in a way like the Ouija board becomes this fearful thing. Then this energy source, they start like in a way conjuring it around them. So they, they start to blame everything that happens on this energy force. Uh, but I'm not the authority. I didn't do all the research they did. I, I'm in the book. They mentioned me. They asked me some questions, and they know that I don't necessarily believe in it. Um, but I believe people have experiences, and these experiences can get out of hand. Um, and these because they're maybe using the board in a real weird way, or they're not really thinking about the consequences of reaching into other realms. Um, but is it an entity? In my opinion, absolutely not. Um, and I, what I always say is, how do you know it's Zozo and not Oz Oz or, yeah. you know, right. Or zoo or, or, you know, I don't know. I, no, I'd never heard of it before. I, it, that doesn't necessarily preclude some of the people who were with me right. who didn't hear of it, but I'd never heard of it before. So when I heard this, uh, coast to coast, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing too, when you first start using the board and I was real clear at this with, with, with um, Rosemary and then when they wrote the book, I said, you know, what I notice happens when somebody's new using the board, you tend to get on there with the planchette, it goes gibberish. And one thing it starts to do before it starts spelling better is it actually goes across the whole board. Here's a little, these, these guys can see me, you can see me, there's a little yeah. board. The planchet mm -hmm. will go back and forth over the letters. Yeah, I've seen that. Mm -hmm. One end to the other end. So you might get ma, ma, la, la, ka, ka, zo, zo, ah, za. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, and you'll get that in the beginning. So they call that the rainbow effect. I call it gibberish because that's just what happens when the energy starts coming in. Mm -hmm. So to call it that if you're actually talking to this entity, I would say uh, that's, just, that's just not my, that has not been my experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So so what? How, so here's a question for you. Um, you know, because you talked about um, the Ouija, and you know, people say, "No, it's evil." And you know, because if you use it and you're talking to the other side, it's, it's all terrible and evil. But you know, nowadays we all use the tech. You know, we all use our SB7s, and you know, use all the the audio electronics. So, what's your take on the uh, the the matching one to the other? I mean, why would one be worse than the other? You know what I mean? That's my. That's always been my point. They're all tools, and I like what Karen said. She uses a lot of tools. I do too. I just happen to do the Ouija board very, very well. So it's become probably my main tool that people know that I use. But yeah, they're no different. You anytime you move into these realms and these inner spaces of working with energies, you are you're using some type of tool. Whether it's your body as a tool, like channeling or feeling energies, or being a psychic read, reader, or or an empath or intu intuition, you're using your body as the tool. When you're using an ovulus, when you're using the K2, and you're using the media, when you're using a just a regular di uh, digital recorder or, or a camera, you're using a tool that's trying to capture stuff. It's no different. You're interacting with energies, and the energies are aware of your presence, and you're you're trying to interact with them. So that intention in itself, whether spoken or not spoken, is happening. So they are no different whatsoever, in my opinion. Correct. Okay, so here's a question. So they always say that, you know, with the board, you know, you have to open the door and then close the door. Right. Now, to me, uh, I, I'm not really sure about that because to me, being a psychic medium, I can just connect to energy as it comes through and then the energy will go away. I don't necessarily have to 
open or close anything. You know what I mean? It just kind of yeah manifests itself. You know what I'm saying? So is there truth to the fact of when you're using the board, there's a certain way to use the board or is it all depending on, how, you know, the person that's using it? You know, that's the kind of question I guess I would I like to ask. Cause you know, like I said, when I, connect to energy it just it just comes through when it's ready to come through and then it goes away when it's ready to go away it's not like i'm controlling it you know what i mean so um how do you feel about that i mean how could what was what, what that to you yeah i think you bring up some good points um i think people start to develop their own relationship with tools and how and, and including their body if they're bringing in energy or feeling things as you mentioned what i think about this tool though there there should be some respect around it i think it's one of the easiest tools to use to communicate with energies on the other side if you once you learn how to use it um and so that's another reason why i think people have fear of it because it, it they get some kind of communication starting to happen and then they go oh what do i do with this i think when you journey into any realm and let's say you're a hypnotherapist and you're dealing with people going in past life regressions or just even smoking cessation or you're a shamanic journeyer um you need to have an opening and closing to your intentions to the energy to the vibration so I honor the space in which I'm working, and that means the space in which I'm communicating with, the space in which I'm working my board, the people that are with me while I do this, as well as the energies I'm connecting to. And then I, so I honor that by saying, you know, I'm welcoming and opening this circle, and I do several different things, the rituals and prayers. And then I also close it, just like tonight we we started with a little conversation. We said hello, that was our opening. We we had a conversation. When we're done tonight, we'll say goodbye to everybody. We'll say goodbye to each other, and we'll hang up the phone. So everything should have to me and opening and closing it's out of respect and most importantly my spirit friends they call it um setting the vibration so what you get you'll get a similar vibration so that's that's right what I and when you open something i i mean when i am open to communication in whatever way that occurs i am in a different space I, you know, it's very mm -hmm. seldom that I'm walking. People ask me all the time, oh, my God, doesn't it drive you nuts that all of these people are communicating with you all the time? I'll tell you what, it's very seldom that I'm walking down the street and somebody communicates with me because I'm not in that space. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. It allows you to enter into a space so you're ready and prepared for it. That's absolutely mm -hmm. right. And yet people will, and, and, and I'm sure you guys experience this too, you'll, like I've, I've, I see ghosts literally with, with my eyes sometimes, and it's not yes. always when I expect it. So yes. that happens too. You know, yeah. that happens. Yeah. But to protect yeah. yourself in terms of when I say protect, I don't mean like a spirit's going to get you, but I mean to protect your own sense of integrity, your own space. Like when I'm doing my day work, it's not time for me to be talking to spirits. So, right. so I can start, yeah. So it's not okay when I'm sleeping. It's not okay for you guys yeah, to like, come. That's it's like my yeah. one that's boundary. Don't yeah, fuck when I sleep. You're saying, you're saying, you're, so you're saying set, set yeah. the rules for that. Set the boundaries. Set, set the boundaries. Yeah. Because, because uh, I was going to just say, well, sometimes I'm sorry, but sometimes stuff just comes at me when I'm at work or something. I'm like, really seriously now, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's like I don't have time right now. I'm working, you know what I mean? So. Well, and uh, that's probably why I don't get a lot when I walk down the street is because I've set those pretty firm boundaries. Yeah, okay. I, I think. Well, so I'm always annoyed when one of them actually like pushes through, and it's like, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess we have a, qu a question from Rob. Yeah. Um, so um, if I can get it back here because it's just kind of went up there. Okay, here we go. It says, uh, I've always heard always two people, never right. one person um, as far as the board. Your thoughts on that? And then two, you know, okay, EVPs, differences doing EVPs by yourself or with someone with you? So he's kind of talking yeah, about both the board. Tying them together. And yeah. you know what? People say don't use the, the board alone. And this, this is this is my my thinking on that. And I, use, I can use the board alone, but but – 
and I know a lot of people who do, I say use it with a partner because it's easier to build the energy up with two people. And people say three or four, that's that's too convoluted. I say no more than two at a time on a planchette. The planchette's pretty small anyway. And then build the energy up with another person. Plus, you're doing a session, you have a chance to bounce it off with somebody and, and really look at the message. The accuracy of the message in the beginning, I'm going to say the beginning could be for months or could be for years are off sometimes. And you don't want to trust the messages. And I, I write a lot of articles about this that are on my website for free. People can download them. But I, I am okay people doing the board by themselves. I'm okay with it myself. I prefer working with the partner, and I have to say that probably the reason why is when I got my board in 1973, December 25th from Santa Claus. Oh, um, yeah. Santa. I nice. love Santa. Santa's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, Santa's good to me. This year, Santa gave me a, a Ouija um, blanket, which was really nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, Santa is 40, consistent. 43 years like later. That. Yeah, Santa's consistent. <laughs> you know, what the heck? So, um, I, I, uh, so w what happened with me was the the rules in the back of the box for the circa 1970 board said, uh, sit uh, facing your partner, preferably a male and female, rest your hands lightly on the planchette, ask your questions and allow the movement to happen. Keep your Ouija board wiped with the cloth and et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, oh, I've got to have a partner, got to have a male. So I enlist my brothers to do the board with me. I thought that's how you could, how to do it. Mm -hmm. Then I started bringing girlfriends in and realized it worked. And then I always worked with a partner for 39 years <laughs> because that's what I thought you should do to, to do the work because it worked for me that way, but mm. not because I was afraid to. And then I started meeting people who did it on their own. I asked them a lot of questions about it and I decided to try it on my own. So the last uh, three, four years I've been experimenting with it and I can do it on my own now. And, and it's not, a, I don't want to scare anybody. It's not because the ghosts are going to come get you by yourself. It's just that it's easier to build energy to, to, to do work with another person than it is to do it solo. Interesting. Okay. But do you think that, that if you're working with another person, does there have to be kind of a meshing of energy? So yeah. if you're working like with somebody who's extremely skeptical or somebody who secretly hates your guts or things like <laughs> right. that, you know, does, is, is the, the energy between the two people important as well? You know, that, that's a question that people don't usually ask me. And I'm going to tell you, Karen, you hit the nail on the head. It's one of the most critical pieces. And I've been talking to my spirit guides about this a lot lately, especially why it works so well with some people and others. It doesn't work as well or it doesn't work at all. And you have to look at the psychological makeup of the person. But the most important part that I'm told for this, this board to work really well between two people is the intelligence of their heart, is their heart intelligence. And what they mean by that is how open are they within their mm -hmm. heart, not their head, not their mind, not their rational thinking, but open to the possibilities of communicating on this level. And they both have that same kind of heart intelligence. That's like the, that's like a, I would say the, the, the cornerstone, the cornerstone mm -hmm. to doing this is having that ability. So if, if there's, if there's somebody you're working with who, like you said, hates your guts or they're, or they're upset at you, it's going to have a block to what comes through and the quality of the message as well as how well it spells. So there's, there's a lot of critical pieces here we have to think about when we use this tool um, to get it to work really, really well. Right. And then right. you hit the nail on the head with that one. Mm -hmm. Good job, Karen. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, brownie well, points. Make, well, doesn't it make sense? I mean, if you're uh, being a psychic medium, you know, you always know that this is where you start. You start down here in your heart. This is how you listen to your inner voice. This is where you yeah. connect yeah. and get the information. Your mind is just a piece that helps you to kind of formulate some of it, but you really got to listen from down here, not yeah. up here. That's different. So if you're talking, using it here to the board, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Well, I think. I think oh, go, go ahead, ahead, Karen. 
I was <laughs> say, I've had two people that I've worked with it that it's worked best for me. One is my son, mm-hmm. and one is uh, my really close friend, Jamie. Here's the heart again. Oh. That yeah. really that really helps. Um, I don't switch into the board with a lot of different partners all the time. If I'm training, I'll I'll work with people. Um, if I know somebody really well, and at this stage of the game that I'm in, um, I will work with people that I know really well, and there's a connection, a good relationship, and there there's an openness and all that. That's really important to me now because um, it, it it's it's such a it's it's such of a um, Gosh, so it's such fascinating work, and the explorations I'm going on requires that, the levels of energies and communications I'm having. I think when people start this tool, they think all the work that happens with this tool is outside themselves. Another reason why they blame the board. They think everything has to do with spirits coming and pushing it, and they're not realizing they're just as instrumental to that planchette moving and, and how well the communications are going to be because of what you just said, Chuck, the heart, because of the mm-hmm. heart space you have to be in. And I think people forget to add that to the equation of doing this, right. t- using this tool. Yeah, you can't do it entirely sci- scientifically. I'm air quoting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. So how long would you recommend someone sit there without the stinking planchette moving before they just <laughs> give up and move that's on? Awesome. That's a good question. Um, well, okay, I read about this too because I get this question a lot. Um, you could, it could, again, it depends on the energy between the two people or just even your own energy. I tell people it could take... Okay, first of all, it takes a lot of practice, patience, and persistence. I call it three P's of using the board. Practice, patience, and persistence. And it can take anywhere from eight sessions, and each session could be an hour and a half long, or it could take anywhere from months to months to maybe even a year. Um, a friend of mine who uses the board, it took her nine months for the planchette to move at all, and she was doing it by herself, though. Wow. Um, I've worked with the board with some people that has taken months to finally get something. Other people, I pick up the board with them, and it immediately goes like that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it just it really depends on the people. It depends on the connection. There's so many other variables here. There really isn't one answer. But the 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 answer to get it to work is to really take the time with it and get the miles under your planchette and have as much patience and and uh, respect while you're doing it for yourself and also for the energies as they communicate with you. Okay, so Rob has a question, and I think that he's perhaps thinking of some things say Karen and I have a strong connection we do and she lives a few hours away I do and we Skype could we use it that way well now are you talking now how would you use it because you, you your hands can't touch the planchette you're saying if I was doing the Ouija and and he was asking the questions is that what he means uh yeah or something like if I had the if I had the board here and we were on Skype together and I was touching the planchette or he was touching the planchette well let me tell you what I do I do offer sessions to people and this is something that uh we do I said my partner and I and so for example somebody will call and we'll be on Skype and we'll have the board there and they get to watch everything that's going on and they ask their questions and yes and my spirit guides will come through or their spirit guides and talk communicate to them through the board to use the board so that works but um and so yeah people that do the board alone they can easily sit there and somebody on skype can watch them somebody can i could pull out the board right now if my partner was here and you guys could see me do the board right here and you could ask questions it would communicate with you because in the sense of spirit and i know you guys know this there's no sense of time and space and everything is non-local so I have communicated with spirits that are in haunted places by just being in my home in Southern California. Right. As you 
Right. As you can, as you can, as a psychic and as you can, as, as with the intuition or, or as you can, and, you know, astral projection and, and st stuff of that nature, you can learn to move into these other realms. And so I've learned with consciousness, with this tool, especially to be able to pick up in consciousness in other realms and other dimensions across the, the, the ocean, um, just by tuning into that frequency and my intention to connect with it. I've spoken to people's higher selves, which is an aspect of yourself, a spiritual aspect of yourself, and they've been around the world. So it's no different than doing psychic kind of kind of work, although the, the tool here is, it's my energy too, but I now I have a tool in which to have tangible results so you can see it, um, but yet it's still just a tool. It, it, the, this, the board and the planchette would not work if it wasn't for our energies affecting it and affecting mm. that, how we're going to communicate. So yeah, there's right. no sense of time and space. You so yes, you could be on Skype, and I could sit here to the board. You'd see everything, and uh, you could have that conversation with my spirit guides. Right. All right. We need to take a break. Um, fascinating conversation. You can stick around. I'm assuming for the next 45 minutes or so. Oh, yeah. yes. I'm yours. I'm yours. All right. So we're going to take a break. Stick around, everyone. We're talking to Karen Dahlman. We're having a fascinating conversation about Ouija boards and just kind of communications with uh, other realms in general with mm. the Ouija board is the main tool we've talked about so far. So stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on MixLR. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. If you can't get enough of Paranormal Underground, then I've got good news for you. We're on social media. You can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, and I think even on MySpace, and nobody has a MySpace page anymore. So check out Paranormal Underground on your favorite social media site today. Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine. And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions. If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Hey, great t-shirt. I've heard of that place. It's really supposed to be haunted. You wear such cool t-shirts. You must have been, what, to every haunted spot in the country? Well, not really. I'm a member of HauntedShirtClub.com. I get a great t-shirt from a different haunted place every month along with an info card with photos and stories and more. I can hardly wait to open it every month. Wow, I have to check that out. HauntedShirtClub.com, right? Yep, that's it. You are a waste, a loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Hello, this is Nolan Ethan, and you're listening to Aeronaut Underground Radio in the Dark. We are back. This is Mix LR, and you're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with your hosts, Chucky G and Karen Frazier, along with our guest, Karen Dahlman. We're talking about a Ouija. I have, I have a question now. Nope, you're not allowed to have questions. Oh, all right, fine. Whatever. Okay, okay, what's your question? 
right, so uh, there's superstitions that are connected to Ouija boards, um, like placing a silver coin on the board to block spirits, uh, never use a board in the cemetery. Um, can we go over some of these? Can we talk some of this yeah. and, and bring yeah. some light to the superstitions of the Ouija? Ouija-stitions is what we call them. Ouija-stitions, um, like, like that. Can you make that up, or is that a real word? It's uh, Somebody else coined that word. Uh, <laughs> okay. it, it, one of the talking board collectors called it Ouija-stitions, and I love that. So I'm going to use that in one of my, one of my yeah. shows. This is a perfect opportunity to say the word Ouija-stitions, because I love okay, that there word. There you go, Ouija-stitions. Yeah, so everybody has their folklore that falls around this cute little b- board. Um, and one of them is, like you said, don't mess with it in the graveyard. Another one is put the coin on there. The other one is... Um, uh, burn it if it's if you think it's evil. Other one is um, don't use it alone. Um, uh, always say goodbye. It just it goes the list goes on and on. And so really, it's it's nothing more than superstitions and what you want to believe about it. Listen, I've broken every rule. Oh, they say don't ask when you're going to die, and I didn't break that rule. I don't really Ooh. care to know that. And by the way, if, if the board ever tells you that, it's not a high energy. My spirit guides would never allow that us to even go to that level of a conversation. No, yeah, no, that's absolutely not. not. Yeah. So, and I, I used the board in in a in a cemetery, and I had great results. Nothing happened to me. Nothing followed me home. It's again, it's really up to you and your intentions. And and what what they also say about the board, the spirit guides, is they say that the board is not for the weak. And what I mean by that is emotionally weak in terms of you're fearful. If you're fearful, this is not your tool because you're just gonna start thinking everything, every creak and crack and sound you hear in your house is a spirit, is a ghost. If you're afraid. Yeah. Because it's not. So those are just superstitions. That's really what that is. That None of that's true. Okay. So I see Patrick has a question. His question is, why can I get an EVP that says Ouija board while I'm touching it, but I can't get the planchette to move? <laughs> <laughs> well, Patrick. Wow. Well, I'm, in, I'm really impressed that you even got to say Ouija board. Dang. Ouija's a hard yeah. enough. And if you heard Ouija, not Ouija, maybe you're talking to one of the founders of the board who's dead. I don't know. Um well, you know, um, I, I, I've spoken with Patrick before about this, and, you know, it's not all tools are for everybody. And Patrick is a really open person and kind and all that stuff. As he's got a great heart. It, I, that's not the issue for him. I think it's the fact he doesn't think he can get it to work, and so he comes to the board, he comes to the table with that idea that it can't work. Mm-hmm. I, I think if yeah. I could sit with Patrick... I've had that conversation with Patrick about things. <laughs> well, see, Karen and Karen think alike. So I think subconsciously there's something going on. And if he and I ever got together and when that happens, and it will happen someday at some event or something, I will sit down with him and I bet you we can get that planchette to work. And it won't be me pushing it because I don't push it. It'll be because I can get you to help you get in a place of relaxing around this tool. That's really what it is. Yeah. Yeah. As simple as he, that be, is, it's hard. <laughs> because he also told me that he's as psychic as a rock, and I told him that's because he believes he's as psychic as a rock. <laughs> and if you keep having that conversation with yourself. See, that's what happens. You start creating these um, perceptions about yourself, which become your beliefs, which becomes the way you just start to adhere to the world, and they become the fil- way you filter the world, and you forget that subconsciously this started somewhere else. And so mm-hmm. we really have to look at our internal world, I say, when we use tools such as this, because we can look at where we're blocking ourselves, where our fears are, and, and really start to open ourselves up. Um, and, and using this tool, what I have found over the years is that it's become a way to enhance and develop my soul and to be in communication with my higher self. So I do make better decisions in the world and I am a better person. And so it, this this tool, when you get, get going on it, it, really takes you in some interesting places. And I mean, interesting in a good way. 
Well, it's a force like, for positive change in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I like to touch on what you just said too, because um, we you're, we're, we were talking on break, whatever we were talking about. You know, you know, you use the the board to speak to people who have passed on to your side, but also when you're in meditation and you're connecting to uh, a higher source and you're connecting to your gar- uh, your guardians, you're connecting to your spirit guides or angels, whatever. When you're using the board and you're in that moment, isn't it quite the same thing? Isn't it quite that you're you're connecting to uh, uh, you know this the same area, the same? You're place, opening to spirit. Entities. Is that what yes. you're trying to say? Yes. And, you know, and you're bringing it down, and in the board, then it's just basically uh, giving you affirmation in a physical way versus just in your mind or your thoughts. Yeah, that's spot on. That's what you're doing. It's like being in a meditation or it's like having your eyes closed or doing self-hypnosis or reaching into the other realms, communicating with the dead person within your mind. You're tapping into the same um, centers within yourself. So you're using this, the same uh, awarenesses, which are very subtle. It's energetic. It's more feeling. And it's more, in your, again, here's the word heart. It keeps coming up um, w- with this tool. Um, you're right. If you, but What happens with the tool, though? People start thinking it's all projected onto the planchette and the board as to realize and they're just the, as important as the board i was once on a show it was george Norris beyond belief show and we were we were we were taping it and we were he was asking me a question he said karen what's more important for with this tool is it the board or the planchette my answer was neither it's me and so we have to look into the equation of using this tool, any tools we use to traverse, again, even our bodies, to traverse into these other realms and communicate with these different energies, is we really got to look at ourself as the main component of it. And, and so with Patrick, it's not the board, it's not the planchette, it's himself that could be blocking it. Um, and it's probably on sub-subconscious level, although he really wants it. So we have to look at that first. And I always tell people... Check all your baggage at the door when you want to use this tool, meaning your your stuff from the day, your angers you had, the flat tire you had when you drove your car today, the coffee you spilled on your keyboard. I mean, I've had all these things happen, right? Haven't we all? And not to bring that to the session because it's going to color the session. And it's going to inhibit the great communication. So I've learned to really – that's another reason why you want to open a session because then you really get to – kind of dr- drop the mundane and enter into the profane and it's like a way to step into the other realm where now you're going i'm a- open and available and i release all the worries and here i am to be with this tool this energy right now and that's all and then you close it then you go back to your regular life and it seems to help by doing that making those different differentiations mm-hmm. so all right so we connected the oneness all right, well, you can yeah. call it whatever you want, God, uh, zero point power, field, all that whatever. is. Can can we source. use it to? Can we? Yeah, it's a source. Like you know, when I do meditation, I usually connect to my spirit guides or a guardian. Um, there's an occasion where I feel I'm connecting to the source directly. Can we use the board to connect to the source directly? Absolutely, 100% yes. And in fact, who I'm talking to now, they're known as Source Wisdom. It's a collective group of souls of Source Wisdom. And that's 
the guidance I go with all the time now when I when I'm on the board and when I'm when I'm sharing the channelings that I'm receiving through the board or through my own internal apparatus, my mouth or automatic writing, as you mentioned, Karen, it is source. And what they tell me is they say every single thing is an aspect of source. Therefore, people, everything in your life, everything out here is an aspect of source. You're always in communion with source, no matter what we want to call it. We want to call it a spirit guide or or you know a deceased person. You're mm-hmm. communicating. You guys are source. I'm talking to source right, right. now. You are an aspect of source. Right, and because we're all the same thing. Right, and we forget that. So it is the oneness, and and this is why with this tool you can you just just as you can in your mind's eye and your meditations reach into any. I'm saying anything, any sentient being, any consciousness. We are communicating now with the consciousness of like dolphins and hummingbirds and rabbits and cats and, uh, and buffalo and ETs and all. I'm going all over the place with this wow. exploration. Mm-hmm. It's awesome because I, I and this is a really cool story. I. My aunt had a cat who was really sick, and I started communicating with the cat and had this weird bone growth deformity, and it got really bad. And finally, it died, but I communicated with it in the afterlife, in between worlds, and it said, I'm going to come back again into her life. Sure enough, she found a cat. Somebody called her and said, I got this cat. looks like your old cat. And it's the same color and has the same manners. We took it home, and the cat is growing up. And I'm talking to this cat now. It says, yes, I am an aspect of Skippy, but my, they, they call him Kippy. And I taught, we followed this cat from when he was alive and then he died and came back so it's there's it's an endless of what you can do with this tool it's endless what you can do with your mind and and communicating with consciousness it's endless and so i always talk about the many possibilities of this tool because it never ends with what you can communicate and explore and i think it just gives you something tangible like Mm -hmm. chuck said it's something tangible because a lot of people um think, oh, it's just my imagination. If a thought comes into their head or if they have an inspiration, well, that's just me being inspired. And well, yeah, but what's the source of the inspiration? I mean, so this gives you something tangible. It, it gives does. You words on a board. It does, and you get the movements, you get this this tactile feeling, you get the sensation of the movement, you get to see the words being spelled. And so I think that's why I was always so driven to it and just enamored with it in that regard because it was something out here that I could make sense of because you know all my life too and you guys sound like you're the same I've had uh, uh, you know seen spirits and ghosts and had you know imaginary playmates and all kinds of things come to communicate with me yeah, exactly. And so those, it was like, you're crazy. You're making this up. It's not real. I, <laughs> yeah, I hear that I, all the time. Yeah, we all hear these stories. So the Ouija board for me was a way to put it outside myself in a sense, think of it that way, and mm-hmm. see the tangible experience of it and feel it. And now I'm at a place where I'm actually getting off the board. I know I've told this to Patrick and a few other people where I'm doing more of the just automatically channeling, just letting it come through me in my mind, in spiritos, being inspired and writing from that place, speaking from that place. And it's really a combination of myself connected with this divine energy, source energy, channeling through me. This is what we all do. It's very natural. We just try to make it seem like it's not. Or we forget well, that it is. I believe that um, my books are channeled. Mm-hmm. I, I, I 100% believe that they come through me, not from me. Yeah, Maybe I mean, the cookbooks come from me a little bit, but the, the <laughs> actual, like the spiritual and metaphysical and stuff, <laughs> that all comes through me. Well, I think they they need you for it to come through. You're needed because you're the person in in human form that has the ability to express this. This the latest book I wrote, The Spirit of Alchemy, um, Mm -hmm. is is the book that was channeled. I would say 
hundred percent. And I go back and look at it now and I don't even remember things I wrote and I've read it, I think 12 times now. Yeah. And I'm like, when did I say that? But right. they, they, <laughs> the spirit guides say to me, when I get stuck on something, they'll say, do we need to remind you about a book we co-wrote together? <laughs> I said, I should have put your name on the cover. <laughs> I know I get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Rob has a question. He says, my uncle visits all the time. Do you think it's easier to connect with family member that has passed than just a spirit in general? I think a family member is easier because you have that connection already in relationship. Although um, saying that too, I want to say I'll be on the board. This is many years ago. I used to just speak to random spirits and they would just pop in and out and I had no connection to them and come and talk and ask questions or they were stuck or something. So it could, that can happen too. But in the beginning, developing yourself with this, all you, it's really, really, I should call it remembering yourself, being able to do this, remembering, recalling who you really are. You, it's easier to sit there and meditate, meditation and ask for the presence of your dead relative to come through as opposed to even trying it on the Ouija board. It'll be easier and you'll get, you'll even kind of feel and hear, uh, how they sounded and how they felt to you and, and to begin working that way and they'll come through and it's, it's a very natural way, but that I would say to start there, that's easy, the easiest place to start. What do you guys think? Yeah, I was actually going to ask you, don't you think that um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a relative, but a familiar, I would say. Yeah. So if you, because, you know, even if you don't realize that you read people's energy and you sense it and you know how their energy feels, you know how somebody feels to you. And my mother feels different to me than my sister and feels different to me than my son feels different to me than Chuck. And once you have a connection with somebody, their energy has a feel, whether you've actually ever even met them in real life or just connected with them uh, universally, even on the Internet or things like that, you get their vibration. And yeah, so I think ex anything with anything with a familiar vibration is probably a little easier because it it's going to make more sense to you to start. Yeah, and you'll be able to distinguish them. You know, like you said, your mother from your son, or from or even a dead, dead animal. You'll know which animal it is because you know the feeling. I think that's an interesting point you bring up um, when you use a, uh, the the board and you have your fingers on the planchette and it starts to move. I can tell exactly which spirit's coming through. I can tell if it's the cat, that my dead cat that I want to talk to, or I can tell if it's my angel that wants to come through, or it's this divine collective group of source source wisdom. I can tell who it is, what it is, because of the of the signature, signature vib the vibration signature that when they come through, it's what you're talking about. And I feel that through my hands and my arms and my fingers as I touch the planchette, and then I feel it through my body as a result. And so what you're saying, Karen, you're, it's like almost like when you do it yourself internally, it's like we become the human living Ouija board, <laughs> the, the mm -hmm. human Ouija, mm -hmm. because that's mm -hmm. when we begin to feel those distinctions within ourselves instead of feeling them out here on a planchette. But it's the same thing that with how, when you work this tool. Right. But if it's a familiar energy, you're more likely, you're less likely to d dismiss it or think that it's not, it's something, it's something else. I yeah, think. I think so too. Well, yeah. yeah I think know, we need that. Know, even, I think that, yeah. that, you know, we're so skeptical uh, just by nature, it's kind of who we are as human beings that we want to try to think our way through these things as opposed to experiencing them. We have to uh, analyze them as we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And um, so you, you kind of get lost in that unless you have something that's a touchstone, a tangible, uh, unless you have that energy that you recognize until you get used to it. And then eventually you just start to accept it. 
Yeah. Exactly. When we try to analyze it, we end up killing it. And and I said, what I mean by that is we end up stopping the or blocking it. And this is what happened to a lot of us. There's a lot of people who had experience with their children, a child uh, in the childhood of, of imaginary playmates. And then all of a sudden they begin to remember this again when they get older and because they, you know, put it away for a while. wasn't what so-called they're supposed to be doing. And maybe in their 40s or 50s, all this stuff starts coming out again. And that's really a natural thing to happen because now they're relaxing into themselves. They're probably not blocking things. They're doing more internal searching. They're probably doing spiritual searching. And then this stuff starts coming up again. And so I always tell people, too, when you work with these tools, such as a Ouija board, to really be working on your spirituality, whatever that means to each individual. And really what that's about is really building and knowing and honoring and coming to know within yourself your own center, your own source of who you are, your your inspiration, your spirit. And again, here's the word heart. It's coming back to that place within yourself and understanding how to feel strong in that place. And then yoga, meditation, relaxation techniques, hypnosis, um, church, all kinds of things can help people get in that space. And I say that's critical to, again, helping this tool to work for you, to doing those things. Okay, I have a couple questions from chat. Oh, excellent. Bob wants to know, what should you do once you realize, or if you realize, that the energy is emitted? Oh, I just skipped down to Robin Marie somehow. Uh, <laughs> once you realize that it is a negative energy and it's trying to attach itself to you. Well, that's a great question. I think, um, especially when we start using this tool in the beginning, you will get all kinds of energies. There are earthbound energies. There are spirits that are stuck. Um, and so the best thing to do is, with, as I say, within life, set your boundaries and know before you ever use this tool that if something comes through and is less than nice to you, if it's not uplifting and it's not loving and, and positive, you uh, why engage? Just because you got just a spirit like, Just like a living relationship. Absolutely. You don't shut it down. People. You shut it down. You, you weed out those people in your life who are no longer serving in terms of their negative or their, their suck your energy, they're the, the vampire suckers. And the same with this board, you uh, you don't engage with it. The best thing to do is say thank you, uh, but goodbye, and then you end it. You end the session. When you start engaging with the energies, then that's when you start keeping them around you, and then you start getting caught up in that. And there's no reason. There's no reason to uh, respect yourself. Respect yourself w with this tool. Know your center, and when you're in that space within yourself where you feel empowered, you're you're going to be less to allow other things outside yourself to be negative towards you. Right. Patrick asks, should a person run to the board for comfort in sad or concerning situations if communicating with source, or is that not the best time to use it? You know, Patrick, that's a great question because um, I, I, I really say to people, be careful about your energetic centers when you're using this tool, if you're feeling really down or angry or upset or that it may not be the best time to do it. Um, I will say this, though. I find that Sometimes at the times when I'm having a difficult time and I want some kind of uh, help with the situation, which I call Ouija therapy and very lightly speaking, <laughs> tongue in cheek, um, I will go to the board and I will ask some questions. And, and I got to tell you, every time it's like the best dose of therapy I've ever had. They help me rethink something and, and it changes me. So, but, but I make sure when I enter that space, again, I let go of the fact that I, maybe I'm struggling with something in my life. I let go of that and enter that space through my ritual of a prayer, of the breathing exercises, and then I come to the board and I can, because I practice that a lot, I can mm -hmm. get into that space. If you're not used to doing that, it's a little hard to get in that space and have positive results. So in the beginning, I would say, no, really don't use it while you're feeling just jittery and upset and ang ang angry, angry or anguish. 
um, right. wait until that subsides. Um, right. Unless you can, you know, if people are good at doing meditation and getting themselves in that space, as I am, like when I use the board, it's like a meditation for me, mm-hmm. then, you know, you'll learn to do that. But it takes, that takes a lot of practice to do that. Right. So um, do you think that all of the information that comes to us through tools like the board is for our greatest and highest good, or how do we ensure that that's the case? I think when we get messages from anything, it always is a a step in evolution. It always helps us move forward. Um, If that means cutting it off because it's something negative, it's still a process in yourself to learn to respect yourself in that case. I think when you get messages that really make you feel good, again, we have to look at how these messages leave you feeling. And if it leaves you in a space that you're uplifted, feeling positive, feeling love in your heart, you're feeling lighter and even better than when you started with the tool, then you're on to something good. Stick with that. Uh, you know, it's you. this is a tool that's beyond just the planchette and board. It's a tool that really resonates with your energetic field. And so that is critical to... Um, be aware of that and to use that energy to attract the same energies to you. But, but even if the message is, okay, I've gotten messages many years ago that might've been, you know, not, not, I can't say negative, but they weren't really, they didn't seem so profound or like they're going to really help mm-hmm. me grow in life. Yet when I look at the context, when I was getting those messages and, and the thinking that came from after that, or what the message came a week or two weeks later, I could go, wow, that I can see how that all builds and, and goes together. So I say when you use these tools or if you're doing any kind of this journeying work and you're using a Ouija board, you know, keep your sessions and and look at them. Don't just pull it, say this session stands alone. Look at how the messages build and you will begin to see this thread. I call it the golden thread where everything you'll see this consistency piece that ties it all together in a very beautiful way that where you can see how it can be profound, but you don't necessarily get it in that one session. You might get it through a few. So it's, I do think it all can be for a greater good. It depends on how we want to look at it. Right. So I know with some of the tools that I work with, like crystals, Mm -hmm. um, I do cleansing with them to make sure that they are cleansed of any energy from where they've been and they start out with new energy. So say I go to a garage sale and I bring home a Ouija board, Ouija I know, no, I'm forgiven. But it, so, and I bring home or a talking board of some kind. Do you recommend that I do some kind of a cleansing with that, like I would with a crystal, to make sure that it doesn't have any of those imprints from somebody who maybe used it because they were in a terrible frame of mind or anything? Mm-hmm. I, I do because um, it, it's it, it's it's your belief and and it's also the way you work with your other tools. And I do when I buy one because it's it's part of my belief system too. Um, I just went to Brazil to visit John of God and I brought back a bunch of crystals and even though those crystals were blessed by him and, but other people were probably touching them in the store. I still put them in the sunlight, the moonlight and, and did my cleansing that works for me for those crystals. And when I buy a new board, I do the same thing too. I take the board and I usually sage it. If I don't sage it, I've put it out in the moonlight, the full moon or something. And I, I've done my own ritual around it. Um, and I think it's important. It's important to adhere to what works for us. And again, what, what works for us to feel like we're empowered when we use these tools and by all means if that empowers somebody especially doing a session if it if it empowers them to even light a candle to um 
uh, you bur burn some sage, incense, say a prayer, do all those things because it allows you to resonate again with your energy and bring forth the best, the uh, best way you know how to. I brought out my crystals and put them around my board sometimes. I just felt like I wanted an extra boost, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. you know, my, my ametrine or something, or I got this wonderful green, um, uh, obsidian and I was, mm. I was just so amazed oh it's gorgeous and so I've been using that now with my board I I have an obsidian crystal singing bowl Ooh. oh yeah Ooh. beautiful nice. I have a mold I have a moldavite crystal singing bowl too I'm jealous right? I know I'm jealous, I, I'm <laughs> jealous. oh <laughs> I have it Everybody else so, should be so, jealous too. Yeah. So you do recommend then ritual as far as a part of if if this is a tool that you plan to use to develop some ritual around it to bring yourself into the space. Yes, bring, it brings you to the space. It sets the intention and, and it honors the vibration of what you're trying to achieve here. Um, when you're trying to talk to your angels, your guides, your higher self, you want to raise that vibration out of this third dimension. And so you do that through these different techniques. Um, such as we just talked about, like with the, the cleansing, with the prayer, with the breathing. I do breathing techniques. Um, you do it through not just what you do with the board, but what you do with yourself in your own life. I mean, how, what are you doing in your own life to raise your vibration, to be more open and aware of what your consciousness and, and how you go about being a human in this experience and bring that to the table with the Ouija. Everything you can bring to it will make you and this experience better for that. Okay. We have a, a question from Rob again. Um, he said, how would one go about seeking out one person that's been gone for like 16 years? Or can you pinpoint? You know what I mean? Does he mean on the Ouija board? Do you wish I yes. maybe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Or you, know, can, would, you don't can have you... to be specific to the Ouija board. You can just. Okay. Yeah, just, yeah. What, what I, what I find now, and I, we were talking about during the break, um, I, I'm, I'm, I've done a lot of past life work myself. I used to be a past life therapist when I was practicing in my therapy practice. What I find sometimes is that people move on, their consciousness kind of moves on, and sometimes they're not able to come back and talk to you. Although you want to, they may not be available to. Some of the times they won't even, they won't come back because it's best your best interest for them not to come back. But if they're able to, they will try to. And typically the easiest way for them to come and for you to re meet with them is even in your dreams. Mm -hmm. As a, In one sense, the aspect of a person never, ever leaves you, although they could have maybe moved on and reincarnated, it's that part of their consciousness that will always be with you. And what I, what I do when I want to reach out to a, a loved one who is in spirit now, who's transitioned, I will mm -hmm. ask for it in my dream. I will ask for them to come to me in a dream, and then your dream may not seem to be related to them at all, but write your dreams down, and you may find that there'll be some inspiration or that'll help you get some kind of connection with them. But mm -hmm. Did we lose her? I think we lost her. We completely lost her. Oh, oh my man, gosh, we need to get her back because she's yes. fabulous. Yes. Well, let's Holy keep talking about it. I know. Well, this oh, is exciting. This is a fascinating conversation. OMG. Oh, like, it's okay. Like, We're getting her back. Nobody panic. Um, it's, we, all um, it's all good. It's all good. This is all part of the grand. Patrick, plan. don't start a, a mutiny in the list in the listeners' chat. It's room, okay. Okay. Everyone okay. okay. We're talking about we. Oh, there she is. Hi. Right. Yeah. 
Oh, scared us. We thought maybe the spirits I, I were cutting you off. I was sitting with the spirits for a while. <laughs> just kidding. Cut you off. They're like, you're telling us too much information. Cut her off. There you go. <laughs> They're like, you're, tell, you're giving them too much of our stuff. Yeah, yeah don't say anything else, Karen. You're done. <laughs> so the, I, I, the, with Rob's question, I just want to mention really quickly that this is actually a person who came through on an answering machine message within the last couple of years as well. Very nice. Then absolutely, I would go. I would try my dreams. You could do this through the board. You absolutely can. If they're still communicating with you now, and you've already made that contact, absolutely. And they're going to want to too if they're if they're already communicating with you. That's that's so that's really interesting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So we've we've had we've 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 spoken a lot about the word profound. Okay. Mm-hmm. So your experience with the Ouija bird, what would be something that you would consider? probably one of the most profound things you've ever gotten through it. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's hard to pinpoint. Um, it would have to be the fact of the such incredible loving messages and to know that these spirit guides in which I communicate with go with me wherever I go, never leave my side, even in the moments of any darkness I've experienced yet they stay in the light. It's these messages I've learned from them of how important every single human being is in this, in the intricacy of this woven tapestry called life and that each one of us is truly a part of each other and we can't be in a, in a we, we see each other as separate but they say not to and for that reason they say we are no higher or greater or bigger or larger than you we're just another aspect of source as so are you and i think that's some of the most profound information i have learned through this whole odyssey and I continue to hear these messages repeated just in different ways by varying, varying consciousness and sentient beings. And the, mm-hmm. they're all saying the same thing. And I think to me, that is the most profound uh, a- a message I could ever receive. Beautiful, okay. hopeful. I mean, can you imagine if people received and truly uh, embodied that message? Uh, I'll tell you what, learning this stuff, you can't go backwards, as you guys know. When you start learning some of this information, and it makes everybody be more accountable to themselves, to the society at large, to Mm -hmm. to who they are in the world. And I find Mm -hmm. that is the profound work that these beings have taught me through this tool. Although we all can learn this without this tool, we can learn it just within ourselves. And that, that, that is a beautiful place to be. So following on that, my question is this. So the world has been, 2016 has not been a great year if you look at the world. And um, a friend of mine, uh, a psychic who, who is known as Aurora, channeled her guide who, who said that we need to take these things and move into a vibration of love. Mm-hmm. And so my question to you is how does somebody who is angry or fearful, or any of the bazillion things people are feeling right now, how do they move into a vibrational love? Well, you move into a vibrational love going within. It's never without. It's never going outside to another source, uh, another avenue. It's always going within yourself. And taking the time, I think most people are afraid to take the time to spend with themselves in, in, in quiet in a quiet mode of contemplation, reflection, or meditation, and be in a space and just focus on your heart center and allow that space to speak to you. My spirit guys call it the voices of the heart. 
And they say, you can never go wrong. You listen to the voices of the heart. And if we can just get in that space, and I, I practice this myself, especially when I'm in a state of ah, frenzy from work or the day or whatever. <laughs> they say, did you forget the technique we taught you? They always do this three-breath technique, and then you start over again from after you take your three breaths. And then they say, don't forget about the heart space going into that space. And and I know people, are, if they're very angry, upset, or addicted to something, it's harder to get into that space, but doesn't necessarily mean it can't be done. They have to be willing to start stop looking out there for their answer and solution and start looking within here inside mm -hmm. themselves for the solution and then everything starts shifting with responsibility do you think that um so do you i i think that's a solution i mean i believe that's a solution do you think that's a solution is going into that heart space and the vibration of love as opposed to giving energy to all of the craziness uh, you know what we focus on is what we're going to get what we focus on is what we're going to get more of us. What we focus on, we're going to draw to ourselves and our lives. What we focus on, we're going to keep that out in the world. Um, and so really the idea is to focus on what it is we want to see in the world within ourselves. If we want to see peace in the world, then find peace within yourself. If we want to see um, the economy stabilizing, find that space within yourself where you feel more stabilized. We become that magnet that's going to draw it to us, and we have to change our own vibration to change that magnet. Um, and learn that you are your own true north. It's not outside ourself again. Um, source is with us at all times, but source is within us. Learn to hear those inner subtle voices listen to them because they, they when you get to the point when you hear them it's not just yourself making them up it's actually your higher self talking to you in the softest of voice and when you can tap into that the answers are all there they're not out there they're in you and then everything outside your life will change so people say the economy is so bad. This is so bad. But yet people are still making money and having lives and doing things. It's because people have found a way to adjust, to shift, to change. We have to be willing to allow things to shift with ourselves. And we can't fight it. Sometimes we lose our jobs because it's time to move on into yeah. another realm. And we, if we just keep going, that's bad, they're bad, this happened to me. But look at, okay, where is the treasure found in that moment of when something changed for you? Where is that treasure? And right. so the treasure is all around you. It's how we want to frame ourselves and how we want to see things and how we want to experience things. And so two people can have the same experience happen to them, but yet walk away in different states of, of feeling about it. And one mm -hmm. people can be... I'm pissed off that happened. That person be God. I'm glad that changed. We need thank to change. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. So that's the same thing with ourselves. We we really need to look at what we're focusing on and do it within yourself first, and then everything else outside starts shifting. So, do you think that a lot of the things that have been happening in the world, um, you know, a, a car plowed through a bunch of people in Paris oh. today, I think, or in France, maybe it was in Nice. It was in France. Um, so do you think that these things then are actually a call to find love as opposed mm -hmm. to, as, as tragic and as horrible as they seem? I, I mean, is it a call to something greater? I think it is a call to something greater and people are stepping up and we're seeing this all over the world, how we're changing and we're coming together. Um, things are changing because we're changing our response to it. 
And so even like with the shakedown with what's going on in the United States with with um, the, the political arena, we're seeing some major change happening because people are ready for it. And so you may not we may not be happy with all that's happening, yet it's making us look at it finally. We're looking at these things dead dead center in the eye. And I do believe there's such a, a larger picture here that we don't have all the pieces to. And so when souls come here, they come for a reason. And when the souls come for a reason, we don't necessarily understand what that soul contract is. And maybe it was to leave this earth in a terrible way or leave earlier than we thought their life should be just so others, they would do that for them, do that for the rest of us out of the love of them, of the, of source to allow themselves to do that. So we can wake up and see that through their experience. And then it wakes us up inside too. When, so it's real hard to judge all these things that are happening. You're like, yes, it's, it, it seems like it's a, it's a atrocity and it's terrible. And I, and that's human nature. We feel that way. And I agree it is yet. What can we do now about that? That allows us to feel the love. And as you said, to be called to that love vibration and people, I think there's more freedom to do that. Um, the internet's been fabulous in one regards because it's really brought people together around the world. And now you can be talking to somebody, you know, in Zimbabwe and here I am in Southern California and, ha and start developing a, a relationship on one hand. And we have these wonderful shows we can do and the word can get out and, and, and it's really more and more people are being touched in this manner. And then it's, it's like a law of critical mass. When enough people are touched in this way, enough people see these horrible things that we, that we call horrible that are happening, we begin to... Um, we can we can begin to resonate with it differently. We can begin to say no more. It's not. I can't do this anymore. So I need to change how I'm even handling situations in my life. I what can I do in the world? But what can I do first in my own backyard? Do I need to sweep my own back porch first and then go to the world? Maybe so. Maybe I need to look at what I need to clean up in my own life. And then and then that in itself is shifting energy. We don't necessarily have to be in in that same location of the people to shift the energy. We could do it in our home. It's all through the heart. It's through this this vibratory feeling that we all can resonate with. And, and once enough of us do it at the same time, we will find that others will start to shift too. You, you guys know the story of Ken Keyes and the, and the hundredth monkey syndrome. Mm -hmm. where, the yeah. hundred monkeys. Yeah. You go. Do you know That's the hundred monkeys check? No, I do not. Go ahead and tell the hundred monkeys. Oh, okay. This is, this is a great example of it. So there's these monkeys in this remote, these remote islands in the South Pacific somewhere. And they notice that some monkeys on this one Island. And, and by the way, they, the monkeys don't swim. They can't get to Island to Island. They just happen to be the same species. So okay. these monkeys on this one Island start taking their coconuts and, and washing them in the water. And this is something that the monkeys had never done up to this time. Then they started noticing the researchers noticed other monkeys were starting to do it on other islands. And all of a sudden, all the whole species of all the different islands of these mon this monkey species was all washed in their coconuts, which they'd never done before. And they attribute it to this law of critical mass. When enough of the same energetic vibration, which is that species, starts shifting and changing, doing something different, the rest of the species catches up and will do it automatically. And not to be told to do it, they just automatically do it. Mm -hmm. So you do see these ground root movement of the love vibration in many, many, sold in many different packages, and we see it all the time around the world. Soon as somebody dies, what do people do? They go and put flowers and balloons out in cards, and that is a beautiful love vibration. They feel something. They only know these people, but they feel. That is, this is, that's a package of the love vibration. We see it all the time around us. We should nice. be more aware of it. Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. Definitely. Yep. Well, we have come to the time of our show that we like to call Shameless Self-Promotion Corner. The road to success <laughs> begins with a dream. So this is where you get to shamelessly self-promote. Tell people where they can find your books, what your books are called, where they can find you. 
Oh, very nice. Well, thank you guys. Th- thank you, first of all, for having me on the show. It's It's been an honor and a pleasure to speak with you both. Um, yeah, so I have a website. It's um, Karen A. Dahlman, D-A-H-L-M-A-N.com. I'm on all the social media under Karen A. Dahlman. Um, I also sell my books on Amazon.com. Um, you can get them at most book re- retail shops. Also, you can buy them on my website if you want an autographed copy. I have three books, and they were channeled. Um, the first one's The Spirit of Creativity, Embodying Your Soul's Passion. That talks about these principles of love we're talking about, how to begin to bring them into your life and change your vibration. Um, the other book that we're mostly talking about tonight with the, is called The Spirits of Ouija, Four Decades of Communication. It's basically my odyssey uh, using this board and everything we talked about and how I got to where I am with speaking now to source wisdom. And then my third book, which came out a year ago, um, is the spirit of alchemy, secret teachings of the sacred reunion. And I actually help people go into these inner recesses within themselves and connect back to source, connect to their spirit guide, connect to their higher self and begin to soup away and move, remove some of those co- cobwebs and, and skeletons in the closet we're afraid to deal with, but finding out that that truly is our treasure within and how to use that to transform our lead in our life into golden opportunities. And so, yeah, please come by, say hello at the website. Um, I have free articles there for download talking about spiritual well-being and also the talking board, how to use it, uh, suggestions. Um, I have a web, I have a newsletter. Please join me on my newsletter that comes out about every six weeks, sharing the latest greatest come on my youtube channel <laughs> i'm all over so yeah please come join me and, and thank you everybody for being in the chat room and thank you again such gracious host thank you well, i hope you'll come back and i hope you'll come yeah. back soon rob in the chat room said that he would like you to come back next week but i suspect we already have a guest so <laughs> if you, would, sure, if you yeah. would like to come back i'm sure cheryl would be happy to schedule something because i i think we could probably talk for days I think we can too, and I feel that about you guys too. I would be honored to come back. So Cheryl, yes, please, we'll be in touch. And, and thank you, Rob. That's very kind of you to invite me back. I th- thank you. <laughs> and thank you, Patrick, for recommending Karen. Uh, oh, yeah. All right, Karen. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. It's been thank an you, absolute bye. pleasure. I look forward to talking to you again. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Right. Good night, you guys. Uh, bye. Bye. All right, so lots of good stuff. Karen A. Dahlman. Uh, look her up. I think she said KarenADahlman.com, right? Uh, yes, I believe so, yes. Yeah. But... yeah definitely. So now I have to pull out my Ouija board because I have one, and I've only used it like twice in my entire life. I've never I have a it. hot pink one that glows in the dark. Whoa! I just have your typical Parker Brothers one from like 1974. Well, Parker Brothers, too. I actually want to get um, – there are some really neat um, talking boards – that are like kind of sculpted and stuff that I'm really yes. into that I, I yeah, would I like, really like to get. Some of those are beautiful, yeah. but oh, they're expensive. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I put, ant- I always do it antique Ouija boards in and I look at it like, oh, that's way mm-hmm. more than I can spend. Mm-hmm. In, but oh, but oh. it doesn't have to be a Ouija board. If that Ouija board doesn't resonate for you, it can be any talking board. I started out with uh, years ago. I don't even remember what it was. It was like some spirit talking board, something that was great. Yeah. So, yeah. I'd, like to try, I'd like to test it now that, you know, my mindset has changed. I would like to see, you know, if it would actually work. And you know? I mean, because I mean, I've, I've used them. Like yeah, I said, eventually, eventually yeah. it probably would. You just have to have patience, I think. Yeah. But I think you, you've become a much more patient person about this type of stuff than you used to be, I would imagine. So did you think that she was describing you a few times when she was talking about maybe in your 40s or 50s and yeah. your world starts to shake up? Yeah, my up world starts to shake up and change. Wow, she's talking about Chuck. And then she starts talking in her philosophy. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm doing. 
it's all We're good. all one. Let us shine. You know, I mean, that's exactly the point I'm trying to get across now. So it's I just, I find good. it very comforting, though, that there's a lot of that out there. Like, you know, that it's, it's, it's streamlining and it's getting out there. Because like she says, when you say you have to go in it within, yes. But once you go within and you connect and you get it, the energy that you get then starts to resonate outward. And then people pick off of it, and then you just try to get them to do the same, and it's just like like the monkey story you said. You know? I just put the information out there and hope that it, you know that the people who are supposed to get the information get the information. Well, I like to get out there and get that information out there. Just that's what I like to do. It's fun. I, I hear like- you. All right, Cheryl. Oh, July twenty okay. first, we will be airing a pre recorded interview that Karen is going to be doing. With Gerard Artson. I may be helping interview, but De- Karen will definitely be there. Uh, we'll be doing it Sunday. We're going to do it here uh, on MixLR Sunday during the are. pre-record, too, if people yes. want to listen, right? They can you actually, guys can listen yes. to pre-record live. You can. It will be aired live, actually, on Sunday, and then we're going to rebroadcast it on a regular Thursday night uh, for our live listeners who don't want to come on Sunday. And there will um, be little live bits and pieces <laughs> on Thursday as well. There will yeah. be, because the interview will probably only be about an hour. And, of course, our show is about two hours, so we'll line up some other fun stuff. But Gerard is the author of the book called George Adomsky, A Herald for the Space Brothers, as well as another book called Here to Help UFOs and the Space Brothers. The Space Brothers. Exciting. I like the name The Space Brothers. It sounds like it should be a cartoon. The Space Brothers. I'm just reading the chat room comments. They're funny in there. can, Can they hear now? They can. Yes. I do. I Patrick's like, no, Cheryl. No, I'm thinking, why is he telling you no? What have you done now, Cheryl? Let's have an easy night next Thursday then. I don't have to do anything. I could just chill back and No, no, no. We have an hours to fill we have an hour to fill. Well, how long is the interview? An hour. Oh. Sorry. Disappointed. I know. I felt like if we were going to take any night off from the show, it would have been this one to recover from our big party last week. There's no rest for the week. But here we are, show 301, coming at you (laughs) without even. Hey, and this was a really good one, too, to be the 300, 300, right? She is the first show of the next 300. What? what? Another 300? Uh All righty. Okay, yes. so there you go. So we have the hour to fill then next next week. Thursday after yeah. after we air the the uh, interview with Gerard. Okay, yes. gotcha. All righty. So bring on your fart sounds because I don't know what else we're gonna do. <laughs> hey, oh, how about so how about an extended news of the strange and the odd? Oh my God, an hour's worth? I don't know no. if I can. An hour of reading articles. So maybe like thirty minutes <laughs> of the news, and then we can like fill it with thirty minutes of like our. Totally yeah, how about we just, riveting conversation? We just we just talk about stuff. Yeah. You have stuff to talk uh, about. Talking about stuff. We'll we can get Cheryl turn her mic on so we can hear her and we can talk about stuff. I don't know. I don't, don't get crazy over there. <laughs> okay, sorry. I don't know what came over me there for a moment. I don't know either. That's all right. That's okay. I'm going to a gallery reading on Saturday, Seth Michael. Oh, oh really? Cool. Okay. Yeah, there's still tickets available. It's at the Twilight Theater Company down in Portland Saturday evening. I'm sure if you go to the Twilight Theater Company's website, which I don't know what it is, but just Google's your friend, um, you can find Seth Gallery Reading. It's $25 a ticket. Uh, It's Seth and Teresa Cleave are doing 
a reading. And um, this is the first one I actually will have been able to go to because I was supposed to go to the last one, wound up going to a wedding instead. So this time I'm there. Nice. Right? Yep. I'm sorry. If you hear any like weird noises, it's the dogs behind me. I saw oh. your dog walk in and turn around and <laughs> walk out. Running around. Oh, Lord. You know what? People are so used to They probably just would have assumed it was my dogs. Yeah. I should have just left it alone. It's just Even though I'm in a room away from the dogs. I actually. You know what's funny? That- Remember last week I was talking about the top complaint we get about us being juvenile on the air? You know what the yeah, second my- complaint is? My dogs. Uh, yeah, it's Karen's dogs. Karen's dogs. Monkeys but that's why I'm upstairs now and I am away from I've all hardly, of that. Since you moved upstairs, I hardly hear your dogs at all. Well, I had somebody living up here for a while and now I don't. So it's, I mean, the goats here. No, I think, I, think yeah. really? I think the juvenile complaint, they just gotta, just gotta let it go. Just relax, people. Well, and you have need to let it go. You know, here's the thing. This is what I think about us being juvenile is I think that we just don't take ourselves very seriously. We take our guests seriously. We take our listeners seriously, but I don't think we take ourselves seriously. And I don't think that that's ever really going to be able to, I mean, that's not even, Patrick says, shut up, really? It's a free show. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Patrick, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, what's your favorite? Some people are serious. At least they don't say, oh my God, those people are so annoying. I hate them. I mean, I'm assuming those people don't listen. We have gotten that before. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then don't listen. Yeah, so, I mean, those people, you just got to, you know, turn it off. I'm sorry. We can't change our... Yeah, yeah. I can't change my voice. Well, you can't make right. happy. That's what the old saying is. So, I know, can't whatever. change... I'm not going to change my personality at this point. It's you know, pretty much what, set in stone. Right. Fun. We have a good time. We're fun, and the show is awesome, so... Bob says juvenile is what makes the show great. Thank you, Bob. Thank Thanks, you. Bob. Thank you. See? So it's probably... Bob's probably the one complaining about us. <laughs> He goes behind the back and he goes, I'm stupid out, people. Really cool. Um, yeah. Okay, so dreams. Send me your we dreams. dreams. Yeah. We need dreams. Yes. Oh, I uh, I uh, at paranormalunderground.net. Remember, you can send them anonymously and it would be fine. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, it's whatever makes you comfortable. Cheryl usually sends them to me anonymously anyway. But you probably I know. Do. They're, they're... Even if they write their name, I send them anonymously, and then I add the name after the fact. Sometimes I I email Cheryl and I'll say, "Was this so and so?" And she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I don't know how you do it, but you know all the time who it is. Uh, because I'm a psychic. Oh wait, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Oh, <laughs> oh lord. Jeez, I don't always Jeez. get it right, but if it's somebody I know who sent the dream, I usually. Yeah, yeah, I can pick up on who it is. Yeah. That's just because I know them. Right. All right. So, uh, hey, anything else before oh. we sign off? Mm-hmm. That's it. Anything. Good show. Great show. Karen was wonderful. Awesome she show. was great. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we sound more like ourselves this evening. Last weekend we were a little amped up. We had festive beverages. You know, oh, we yeah, were so amped up. Or in the mode, or in the yeah. We were we were having a celebration. So you know we've we've calmed right down now. It's all good. <laughs> good all right so i hope that you will come back next week while we you while you were here here chuck's dogs barking not mine yay you will hear our juvenile antics for an Mm -hmm. hour but you'll also hear a fantastic interview 
So come back next week, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on MixLR. Good night. Good night. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something...